Welcome to Be All You Are, a midlife awakening podcast. I'm your host, Kena Paranjape, the founder of All You Are, a women's lifestyle brand, an entrepreneur, writer, and mother. This podcast is all about stepping into All You Are. It's about reconnecting to your inner voice so you can hear the whispers of your true desires and cultivate the courage to create the life that is meant for you. Your dreams are your soul's voice. They are worth your time and attention. Now head out on that solo walk or settle into a cozy spot with a favorite beverage and join me. I can't wait to meet you. Today, I have something special for you. I'm sharing a workshop on self-love that I held back in February around Valentine's Day. The workshop was called Falling in Love with You, a Radical Self-Love Workshop, Five Ways to Fall in Deeper Love with Yourself. We all know that the most important relationship in our lives is the one that we have with ourselves. And I wanted to take the conversation around self-love deeper. I wanted to take it beyond how we often talk about self-love, we equate it to self-care, you know, taking a long walk or a hot bath, both of which and all of which is a way to show ourselves love. But I wanted to take it to the next level. So that's what this workshop is all about. And you are going to listen in here. There are some journal prompts throughout the workshop. I hope that you will pause. And if you have time in the moment to actually answer the questions for yourself. Um, And please send me a DM after to let me know what you thought as you experienced the workshop through the podcast. And here we go. I want to do a very short like moment of visualization, um, a moment to send ourselves some, you know, kind of deeper, more in tune love. So, um, I'm going to ask you to close your eyes and I'm going to walk you through something. So if you'd rather turn off video, it's totally up to you. You you can, or you can leave it on. Um, I I usually give people that option so that they can really tune in and not feel like they're being watched with their eyes closed. So up to you. Um, But what I want to ask you to do is to sit in a comfortable position, wherever you are, just take a couple of seconds to roll your shoulders back. And just let your body relax slowly from your toes. Just going to say toesies because that's what I say to my daughter. <laughs> from your toesies, slowly up through the rest of your body, you know, making sure that your neck feels relaxed, stretch it out your head if you need to a little bit. And then all the way up to your forehead and your eyes, let them feel really heavy. And then I want you to just take a few deep breaths in this position and feel yourself relaxing a little bit more with each breath. And then I want you to put your hands on your heart. And in this moment, I want you to have love and compassion for your beautiful self. Just want you to feel that love sort of pouring into you and circling, circling your entire body. And then I want you to picture 
a divine light shining right on you from above, right sort of into the crown of your head. And through that light, you feel all the love of the universe and all those good vibrations. We all know how it feels to be in that state of good vibes, just feeling all this good vibrations and grace pouring into you. And from this place, I want you to think of the whole of you, all the things that you've been through, all the challenges you've navigated. I want you to think about the list of what you just wrote down and your evolution to being all of those things that you wrote down, creative, generous, positive, all of those things. I want you to think about how often you choose to live through the lens of love. And when you didn't choose love, to forgive yourself because you're human. But the fact is that even by coming here today, you are continuing to choose love. And now I want you to feel that energy of love in your body, just sort of vibrating gently and bask in how good it feels. What does it feel like? Feels like kind of like today, like this little bit of tiny bit of warmth in the air, the sun shining and the freedom that comes with that feeling. And I want you to send that love now out to everyone on this call and to everyone who will listen to the call later. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes. How did that feel? You can type in the chat. Really great. <laughs> Thank you. I feel fuzzy in the best way. Bring calming. Awesome. Well, I think it's just a reminder that we have access to that love within us at any time. Okay, so now what I want to do, um, now that we are feeling warm and fuzzy, <laughs> Yes, putting hands on your heart, it definitely takes it to another level for sure. For sure. It's like connecting to yourself. Okay, so we are going to now cover the five step journey to radical self love um, in the next half an hour or so. Um, and the first step is truly to value yourself. So the Buddha said, you yourself, as much as anybody in the entire universe, deserve your love and affection. 
which like a beautiful statement, right? You yourself, as much as anybody in the entire universe, deserve your love and affection. So valuing yourself means treating yourself as a high value being, right? Like we are so good about treating other people in our lives that way, especially if we have children or pets, right? Like we really treat them as like being such a high value being. But what we, when we treat ourselves as a high value being, it is appreciating your whole being, appreciating all your gifts, many of which you just mentioned in the chat, appreciating your uniqueness, appreciating your quirks, um, showing compassion and care to your vulnerable spots, to your wounds, to your weaknesses. And, you know, remembering that as like cliche as it sounds, that you are truly a miracle, right? Like your fingerprints are yours alone. Nobody else in the entire planet has your fingerprints. And even just thinking about the odds that you are here in the first place, right? Like the chances of you being conceived to become who you are, which is literally that moment where you're, where the egg met the sperm, or the sperm met the egg, <laughs> is four in one quadrillion. I mean, that's just insane, right? Like we just think about odds in that way. And it's just insane. Like you are such a gift. and Nobody was born with your unique talents, with your unique view of the world. Um, and you are here purposely for this adventure called life. You were called forward to go on this adventure and you are here to unpack all those gifts, you know, to like unwrap them, take off the ribbon, rip off the paper, open the box and take them out and then go create with them, right? And generously offer them to the world. I heard somebody say that, you know, every human is sitting on gold because that gold is you. It's like your unique magic. Um, and so that's what I want, I want you to think about when you think about valuing yourself, that unique magic that is you. And what would it mean to really unwrap those gifts and create from that place? And, you know, this is where self-care plays a role. Oftentimes valuing yourself means asking um, what you need, right? Like what do you need now? What do you need in the future? What does your body need? What does your soul need? You know, resting when you need to, treating your body like a temple. Again, holding your, your, yourself as a, in high regard. Being in tune with your feelings. Understanding your innate value, Right without having to be productive, without having to prove anything, just your innate value, just as you are. So what I wanna ask you is considering all that, what is one thing you could begin doing today to treat yourself as a high value being? Asking yourself what you feel like you need, whether it's your soul or your body or whatever, what is one thing you could begin doing today to treat you? Treat yourself, exercise, yes. Book a vacation, awesome, Nisha, I love it. Anyone else, what comes up? And it could even, it doesn't even have to be something you plan to do every day. It could literally be something you do today. Don't second guess my decisions. Love that, Jennifer. Taking more time for myself, yes, yes. And, and you know, again, I wanna like organize my beauty room. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. 
Yeah. So what I want to challenge you to though, is like, what can I do? What am I going to do today to take care of myself, to value myself in that way? What is it that I need today? Do I need 15 minutes to create more art, Lara? You know, stop feeling guilty over trying to make myself happy. Yes. Yes. Ask for what I need. Ask for what I need today. I need a shower. Diliana, after this call, shower, wash that hair. <laughs> I love it. Okay, great. Actually take a lunch break. Yes, that is a perfect example of treating yourself as a high value being. Absolutely. I need a massage. Book that massage, Shabina. All right. This is so good. Okay, so we're going to do step two now. So step two, so step one was all about valuing yourself, seeing yourself as a high value being. Step two is wanting the best for yourself. And, you know, sometimes this can feel like, well, I do want the best for myself. I want the best. But this is this is about taking that to the next level. Okay. So again, we want the best for our kids. We want the best for people in our lives, our friends, right? We see their potential. We want them to like, we want them to sort of ask for the best of themselves because we can see that for them, but it's harder for us to see that for ourselves. So what I want you to do is start by doing an inventory of all areas of your life and ask where could you want more for yourself? So, you know, thinking, starting off with like your friends and the people that you surround yourself with, are your friends supportive? Are they loving? Do they have a growth mindset? Or are they complaining a lot? Are they not that healthy, right? Where is it that you could want more for yourself when it comes to your friends and the people that you surround yourself with? What about your environment? So whether it's um, your office or your home or, you know, wherever it is, your desk at work, is there something that you could be doing to enhance that, like where you can make it better for you? Is it that you need a more ergonomic chair? Speaking for myself, I definitely need a more ergonomic chair. Um, would a little bit of tidying up or even adding fresh flowers, would that like create an environment that is enhanced for you? Obviously health is very top of mind. Like, you know, yes, we love eating Valentine's day chocolates. Like I'm definitely going to be doing that, but also this isn't just about what you want. It's wanting the best for yourself, right? So what does that mean? Is it like you're buying a higher quality um, chocolate, right? Because you want to really savor it and put like the most high, high quality ingredients in your body. Um, similarly, what you consume, like even when you are watching something on Netflix or whatever, if, you know, sometimes things will, somebody will say, you should watch this show, right? And I have learned that for myself, for example, a lot of shows um, are so agitating for me, right? Like they don't nourish me and they agitate me and that I don't sleep as well. So asking yourself, what is the best for me, right? And so maybe those shows are not for you, right? It's like, that sounds really fun, but it's not for me, that kind of thing. Um, similarly, your finances and thinking about your own growth and evolution. Um, how can you want the best for yourself in all of those areas. So I want you to ask yourself where you are accepting less than the best for yourself. And think about some of the areas where you are either not getting your needs met 
or worse, are creating an unsustainable situation for yourself, right? Like it could be like a job that's extremely toxic and you're just stuck in it because you're afraid that there's nothing else out there, right? But it's all like, before we get to what comes next, we just have to say, I want more for me, you know? And that is a part of treating yourself as a high value being. So maybe share in the chat an area in your life where you feel like you might be accepting less than the best for yourself. And I can share one while you guys are thinking about it. Um, for me, I think it's been watching TV after my daughter is in bed. Because when I watch TV after my daughter's in bed, I have a hard time turning it off. And then I end up going to sleep later. And then I'm on this pattern where I wake up too early and then I don't get enough sleep. So for me, wanting the best for myself involves not watching TV after my daughter's in bed. It just, it just doesn't work. Health. Yes. I don't schedule workouts by prioritize my wife, dog schedule. Yes. And I would like to have a better relationship with my sister tackling debt. Yes. Yes. Healthier way of eating. Yes. So I think, you know, a part of loving yourself is yes, we want to have compassion for ourselves, having harmony in our family, cleaning up my poor eating habits lately. Yes. These are all great. Um, it, it is, you know, it is having compassion for yourself and not beating yourself up for those areas where maybe you haven't, um, you haven't really given or, or asked for the best for yourself, right? But knowing that a part of really revering yourself involves tackling those things. It involves saying, no, you know what? I want more here. Finding fulfillment in work again. Yes, more content. Yes, I love that, Kelsey. Okay, so Ralph Waldo Emerson um, wrote this beautiful quote, which I love. He said, make the most of yourself for that is all there is of you, right? And I love this because it is just a reminder that, um, you know, all those, all those gifts that you have and all the things that you have to offer um, they require love, they require support and nurturing and nourishing and all of those things. And it's up to us to want more for ourselves so that we can move down on that path. Yes, cleaning up my home office space. Mm -hmm. These are all great. Okay, so step three. Step three, we're going to build on, you know, we've sort of identified where we want more for ourselves. And in step three, we're going to make a commitment and we're going to actually set higher standards for ourselves. So I, when I first heard this, the concept of like raising your standards, it's funny because I think we are taught, especially as women to just sort of be happy with what we have, like, you know, be um, content. And I, I do think that it is important to feel a sense of contentment with what we have and appreciate what we have, right? Um, and how far we've come. But when we raise our standards, we are speaking to our own value, right? Um, the psychologist, Dr. Benjamin Hardy, who I love, he has many books and has written many articles on Medium, and he's also on YouTube. He calls this concept raising your floor, so the idea is that the current standards that you hold yourself to now, those are your floor, right? So maybe you are diligent about having a smoothie every morning. 
and it's a green smoothie and it's super healthy and you always start your day and that's your standard. But maybe throughout the day, by the time it's like three o'clock, you are reaching for the cookies because you're feeling tired and whatever and you need a boost. So it's like looking at your current standards, which is essentially your floor, and it is choosing to raise your floor. So what I'm challenging you to do is to deepen your love and expectations for yourself by raising your floor. So across all the categories of your life, how could you raise your floor, right? That's sort of the question. And what I would love for you to do, um, you could do it now, but even later is as you go across all those categories that I mentioned, um, you know, your finances, your health, your relationships, think about how you could raise your floor, like where and how could you expect more for yourself, right? Um, I'd love to actually hear from you guys in the chat about this. What areas in your life do you feel like you could raise your floor, that you could expect more for yourself, that you could set higher standards? So now you're like, your standard is here now, right? Where do you feel like you could do that? Health habits and finances. Yes, Deliana. And Deliana, is there something even more specific that you could speak to that would be like a clear, like, and I'm not, I'm not forcing you to make the commitment on this call. <laughs> you could change it. Um, but what could be something specific that you could commit to that would be raising your floor? Prepare my meals. Yeah, even that alone. So that would be raising your standards that I'm this person who's <laughs> stopped spending money on shit. Yes. <laughs> Meal prep. Yes. Okay, let's see. What else do we have here? Taking control of my finances. Yes. Higher financial standards. And then, yes, specifically going through my spending each month and actually scheduling the time of the last day of the month to do this. Yes. Walks. Mm -hmm. Yes, less social media. So what I want you to do is take all these things that are coming up for you that are very clear areas where you want to raise your standards and try to make it specific, right? Like I want you to try to be specific about how you're going to raise your standards because raising your standards means that this is how you now operate. And you may raise, continue to raise your standards from there, but like, you know, now you do you know, have a meeting with yourself once a month to review your finances, like be that specific. Yes. Schedule time to create, get off screens to do so. Maybe it's even Lara leaving your phone in the other room, right? Like that's how you're raising your standards because you're the kind of person who does that now. You're like, it's just your new way of operating essentially. I've been raising it in almost every area since December when I burned out and I'm almost like, yes, right. That's so, that's so great. Elena fun events, dates. Yes. Oh my gosh, fine works that appreciates me, brings growth and fulfillment, doesn't come at the cost of life balance, planning fun events or dates. And uh, yes, yes, I think, and you know what I love is that all of these are about um, like unwrapping your gifts, right? Like that's what you're doing through raising your standards is you are saying, I want more time for my gifts. I want more space to be me right? These are all ways that we are going to be showing more love to ourselves. Okay. Step four. Oh, does somebody have a, does anybody have a question? No? Okay. All good. If you have a question, please just feel free to, to say so in the chat. Um, step four, 
Okay, so step three, we're all about raising our standards, okay? And step four, we're gonna hold ourselves accountable. So, you know, there is um, a lot of focus right now on self-compassion. And I wholeheartedly believe obviously in self-compassion and how important it is to care for ourselves and hold ourselves gently, right? Um, but loving yourself is doesn't end there. It doesn't end at compassion. It also means to follow through holding yourself accountable. And one of the things I often say is practice self-compassion, but don't let it turn into complacency. Because sometimes if we are almost too gentle with ourselves, we can kind of stay there longer than we should. And that's actually not what's best for us. It's not best for us to become complacent, right? And we will know when it's time to, when we're kind of using self-compassion as an excuse versus when we truly need to be in that place. Um, but there does come a moment where we need to move, right? Where we need to commit to something, that we need to hold ourselves accountable to something. And I think a major part of loving yourself is holding yourself accountable to you and to your dreams and to um, your desires and to the things that you want for yourself, right? Because you're the only one who can actually make them happen. So an example would be, you know, you might feel like watching Netflix because you've had a really hard day, but that you committed you were going to get a workout in. And you can take that moment to ask yourself, what would feel better for me right now? What is, what is better for me right now? And in some days, the answer might actually be like, you, you want to watch Netflix, right? But more likely, the answer to that question is the most loving thing you can do for yourself right now is to go exercise. So that's what it means when we talk about holding ourselves accountable. Because the thing is, when we don't hold ourselves accountable, and we don't um, follow through on the commitments we make on our make to ourselves, we lose integrity. And, you know, integrity is a word that, um, we all, we all have heard before and we all know the meaning of, but when I actually read the definition of the word integrity, it's to be one thing whole and undivided, right? Um, and I love that word because it is about being true to yourself. It's about being whole and undivided. So if you made this commitment to yourself that you are going to exercise tonight and not watch Netflix, then you want to stay in integrity. You want to remain whole and undivided and keep that commitment to yourself. Um, now, holding yourself accountable is not always easy, right? Especially when we're alone and nobody's there to see like what we're doing and we could just kind of... Um, we can kind of like, well, nobody really knows that I didn't exercise and I watched Netflix or whatever it may be. But I think that's when we have to put practices into place that actually help us, help us with holding ourselves accountable. So um, one way is to have an accountability partner, right? Like if there's an area in your life where you want to, um, where you want to raise your standards and you want to commit to something, right? 
it's it's to have an accountability partner. And that could be a friend, it could be joining a program or hiring a coach, or, um, you know, like for me, I have a, a weekly call because I'm now building a business on my own. I have a weekly call with another business owner where we sort of set the goals for ourselves for that week. And it could be anything, like sometimes it's a health goal, sometimes it's a business goal, but we share that with each other on a 15 minute call and then we meet again the following week and we have to hold ourselves accountable. So what happened? You didn't do it. Why, why didn't you, right? And we, we kind of work through that together. Um, the other way is to reward ourselves for keeping our commitments to ourselves, right? So like a healthy reward for keeping a commitment to yourself. Um, like I can watch that show after I've done a 20 minute workout, right? And think how good that feels to have taken care of yourself in that way. And then honestly, the easiest, the easiest way um, to hold yourself accountable is to ask that question. What is the most loving way to care for myself right now? Like if I'm feeling emotional and down, is the most loving thing to do to eat a cookie? Maybe it is. Maybe it's like, I need to sit and just be quiet and enjoy this cookie. Maybe it's to go for a walk, right? But again, if you ask that question, you will be in integrity. You will be um, whole and undivided in answering that question. And you'll do the thing that is the most loving way to care for yourself. Okay. Step five. Step five is all about believing in yourself. So Oprah said, you become what you believe, not what you think or want. And the thing about believing in yourself is that, you know, people always say that, just believe in yourself, believe in yourself. And it's not always that easy. Like I have gone through years of therapy <laughs> trying to figure out how to believe in myself. And there's always a lot to unpack there, right? Um, and, and usually it's like through adulthood that we learn to stop believing in ourselves. It's actually, I have this hilarious story. My daughter... Nova is six. And one day we were driving in a, a beautiful neighborhood and we, and we drove past this beautiful building. And she was like, mama, look at that building. She was like, I, I, I want to live there one day. And I said to her, Nova, you could own that building one day. And I a hundred percent believe that, right? Like, I believe if she wants to grow up and own that building, she'll own that building. And she said, so can you mama, you can own that building too. <laughs> And her belief in me, you know, like it just really made me pause for a moment because I realized that truly the thing, the only thing that would stop me, really stop me in my tracks from owning that building, if that's what I wanted, was the fact that I didn't believe it, right? Like it really all starts with your belief. And one way that I have gotten around this a little bit is like, how do you believe in, how do you, how do you actually embody that feeling of believing in yourself is to remember that everything you've created in your life up until this point, like when you think about your family or the work that you've done, even if you don't love your job, the work that you've done, um, the relationships that you've built, everything that you have created um, started with you believing you could have it, right? Like you can't go any further than your beliefs. And so all of those things you believe, like if you live in a house, you believed that one day you could own a house, right? If you are in a great relationship, you believed that you would find that great relationship. Um, so sometimes it's less about believing a specific thing and it's more about believing that 
you can manifest it, right? Like look at all I've manifested in my life, right? So yeah, maybe right now the idea of a um, amazing job where I feel fulfilled every day, I can't really see how I'm going to get there, but I know that I have created before, right? So I can believe in my ability to create. I can believe in my ability to make things happen. And then you just dream a little bit bigger, right? You you expand, you expand beyond um, sort of some of those constraints that you've set for yourself. The other thing I want you to remember is that you are here on this planet to grow and evolve, right? We aren't here to remain static and to stay the same and to do the same thing. So the universe wants you to grow, right? The, the, and so you almost could also just believe not only in yourself, but that you are meant to develop and expand and grow. You that That is like, that is the way it works, you know? Um, Deepak Chopra says that the pur purpose of life is to know oneself, but we can only know oneself by believing that we're meant to grow, right? It's sort of the journey of our lifetime and it doesn't ever end. So just trying to think if there's anything else I want to say about that. I think like the main piece that I want to convey here is that you can't, you cannot grow past where you believe you can, right? And sometimes it doesn't mean you have to believe that you can do a specific thing. And it's more about believing that you have the ability to create and to manifest things in your life. And that's all you need to move forward. I wanted to share this other quote that really resonated with me so much so that I actually shared it with my therapist who also agreed that it was a very good, a very good quote. Um, it's by Maxwell Maltz who wrote this book called Cy Cy Cybers, Psycho-Cybernetics. That's what it was called, Psycho-Cybernetics. And it's all about self-image and self-esteem. It's a quite, it's quite like a heavy book and it's been around um, for many, many decades. I think he wrote it in the fifties or something like that. But what he said is that low self-esteem is like driving through life with your handbrake on. And I just, wow, that's resonated with me so much because, you know, again, as we talk about all your gifts and your uniqueness and the magic that is you, if we hold these low level beliefs in ourselves, we're not just letting them free, right? We're not setting them free. We're just driving around with that handbrake on, right? Like we can't give her, we can't like give her like we want to, we can't like slam on the gas. We we're just kind of like hesitantly sort of little bit. I can't, maybe I can. And, you know, when you, when you don't believe in yourself, yes, Maxwell Maltz is the name, M-A-X-W-E-L-L, Maltz, M-A-L-T-Z, yes. Um, you are guiding your life with the handbrake on. So that's why believing in yourself and in your dreams is a, a critical step in the path to radical self-love. So I want to just quickly kind of go over these one more time, the five steps to radical self-love. The first one is to value yourself, to treat yourself as a high value being. The second is to want the best for yourself, to do an inventory of, of the different categories of your life and see where you are accepting less than is worthy of you. The third is to expect more for you, 
meaning setting higher standards for yourself. And this means accepting more from the external world, like, you know, what you accept into your life, but it also means expecting more of yourself. And that leads to the fourth one, which is to hold yourself accountable, to be in an integrity to yourself, whole and undivided. And then the fifth piece is to believe in yourself and believe in your dreams and believe in your um, ability to grow and that it that in fact you are meant to. And that's basically it. Those are the five steps to radical self-love. Um all in less than an hour. <laughs> I mean, we could probably talk about each of these steps for a whole, whole hour each, but I really felt called to share this with you. And I want to ask you that after you leave this call, if you could just focus on step one just for today, right? Like I want you to, because it's a lot all at once, but for today, if you could focus on valuing yourself, holding yourself in high regard, revering yourself, treating yourself with a deep respect, right? I want to see how that feels differently. Um, just how you feel different within yourself if you carry yourself with that today. And then I want to leave you with one last quote, um, which is by Rupi. I, I'm going to mess up how to say her last name and I shouldn't because I'm Indian and I should know how to say this, but... <laughs> Core, Rippy Core. I think that's her name. How you say it. Anyway, she says, How you love yourself is how you teach others to love you. So while we are doing this work on loving ourselves, we we know that it is a mirror, right? And I've experienced this in my own life that as my um self-love has and self-reverence has grown. Um, the world around me mirrors that back to me, the people that have come into my life, the type of work that I do, the opportunities that come to me. So it, it is all rooted in self-love, but it really precipitates outwards to your whole life. This episode, tuning into a live workshop that I held last month. Every month I hold an experience online, a virtual experience. In January, it was a dream year 2023 workshop. In February, it was a self-love workshop. In March, it was a an experience, a five-day experience called Clarity Quest. And I'm soon going to be announcing the next experience for April. And so if you would like to find out when that's happening so that you can sign up and be involved live. You can follow me on Instagram, Kana underscore all you are. You can also sign up to receive our newsletters, all you are's newsletters. Um, and that includes our weekly Sunday note, which uh, you would be joining 4,000 other women who receive that note every Sunday. You just have to go to allyouare.ca and scroll to the bottom. You may also get a pop-up um, or you can go to allyouare.ca slash Sunday dash note and you can sign up to receive those there and you'll uh, be, um, you'll learn whenever a new workshop is launching. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you found inspiration and use this podcast to start stepping into all you are. To hear more about the podcast, follow me over on Instagram at Kana underscore all you are. Send me a DM. I'd love to hear from you. 
And if you're loving the podcast, I'd be so honored if you'd go ahead and hit that subscribe button and leave me a five-star review. Until next time, remember to keep exploring what it means to be all you are.